Mine are moving. Are yours moving? Scotty, my numbers are always moving. Whenever I think of you, my numbers just start moving. Oh, you're so sexy, John. It is almost Valentine's Day as well. It is. Technically, it's Valentine's Day for you, isn't it? What did you get me? Um, I mean, happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I I got you. I I got you my presents. Oh, well, (laughs) that... (laughs) That and a box of chocolates would make a great holiday gift. I have I have never heard you so underwhelmed, and I've heard you pretty underwhelmed all the time. Well, I hope you're appreciating the new sound. I guess it's too early to know, but I finally got uh, my, my recording muff, um, which took quite a bit of doing to, to get. This is my second attempt to, to get one. Um, it, this is like a little fur covering for my recording. The first one uh, disappeared in a domestic uh, accident, and the second <laughs> one, which came from China, has it, it has fur on it. I don't know what kind of animal it is. It just it has a, a very strange smell to it. So it's Chinese sewer rat or something. I have no idea. <laughs> but it it should succeed in 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 removing some pops from my voice. So are you uh, are you in a proper? Um... Uh, posture like uh, an outside broadcaster with the sewer rats right under your nose. Something like that. Cool, so we haven't spoken for a couple of weeks, so what's what's been going on? Well, I've just uh, I've been sitting trying to keep the home fires burning in your absence since you jetted off to Japan, um, and uh, I've been working on things that uh, are going to be shipping pretty soon, so that's nice. But I can't talk about them until the, after they ship, I guess, can I? I mean, uh, I can't remember whether we spoke about it last time. I mean, the Instagram integration that did ship that's been doing nicely, um, but I have t- a couple other things that I'm working on that uh, I will certainly talk about um, when that happens. Yeah, there is a complete, you know, I mean, this is going to sound weird because it's, it's basically blatantly obvious, but there is a a complete satisfaction in shipping. It's not yes. just about writing code. And one of the frustrations of uh, one of the uh, projects I'm working on for a client is, you know, I've been on this project 18 months and not a single line of code I've written yet is shipped anywhere, um, either because of project cancellations or features being cancelled or, in fact, the product hasn't shipped full stop. But... You know, and it's just actually, you know, it come, there comes to a point where it doesn't really matter, you know, how interesting a problem you're going to try to solve. If no one is ever going to get to use your solution, um, it's very hard to stay motivated by it. Um, and I think, you know, and I, I'm, we're, I'm working in an extreme case of um, basically where there is a corporate indecision and whatever and takeovers and whatever, which are causing all this stuff. So it's... Uh, <clears throat> It's not really down to the developers; it's down to bigger things. But you know, I think this you know, th- this problem when in- indies are just trying to get their software perfect, um, and it takes you know an extra six months or a year, or it just keeps going on and on and on as they're trying to get to you know the release two or the release one or whatever it is ready. Um, I-, I think sometimes you know as much as we don't like to ship things that are lacking certain features or maybe have a few bugs that we know about, I think just the very, uh, you know, the rush of shipping is encouragement to actually do some of those things that come after better rather than, uh, you know, rather than keep trying to, keeping it all pent up for this one big moment uh, later in the day and uh, mm. doing it again. So, 
Well, so we look, and I think you know, it's one of the nice things that you, you seem to ship regularly. I do. We do. It's, it's, it, it is a glorious thing. It is fun, you know, and sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes it can get a little bit hectic. I mean, we do run lots of A-B tests like, like, like pretty much every company, um, and that can be a little bit tricky. Uh, we've talked about it in the past that, that you know there there's a, an A/B test that's running right now, and and you know it broke something with accessibility, so that's something I have to fix. And it's it's something that I I kind of I'm, my work is not done in 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 kind of you know spreading the gospel that 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 you know there there are minimum viable standards that need to get maintained it's not a huge thing but definitely i i hear about it and some other people at the company hear about it because you know yeah you 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 have to kind of appreciate the fact that people have mental models about how things work and um and that's just how it is and then you know you you produce some feature and it totally breaks it and these people kind of wondering why can't i navigate in the in the way that i i've grown accustomed to so it's a little bit tricky, but I think that's something that, that we can certainly get better at. And uh, if I do manage to make things better at it, which I'm sure I will, then that will give me yet more to talk about because I did, uh, I did accept to, to speak at a, at a conference in St. Peter, Petersburg in May and on, on this very topic, on accessibility and, and, and you know, the, some of the particulars of it and then in building a culture of caring around it and, and trying to make sure that people understand that the benefits aren't just for a, a tiny population segment. It actually benefits your engineering and design organization as a whole um, and just makes, makes people better at their job. So it sounds like you're becoming a bit of a Russian superstar. I suppose so, but <laughs> I guess so. I should get while the while the getting's good. Yeah, you should. Um, uh, yeah, you should set yourself the challenge of uh, not, not obviously not for me. I think that's been a, next year. You should uh, if you get invited back to do your presentation in Russian. I mean, you were you were, oh, yeah. you were a language student. How hard can it be? Oh, yeah, Russian is just like the easiest language to pick up. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, as you said. I've. Um, I've been in Japan for a couple of weeks, and uh, you know, I, I did the trusty tourist thing. I took the Japanese phrasebook as my only preparation. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, did you learn how to say konnichiwa in Japanese? Well, you've just said it, haven't you? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Saying words and knowing what they mean are two different things. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. Well, okay. How's your bowing? Did you get to, like, a full 90-degree oh, you know, bow and maintain your... your, your state of apology i have learned that bowing can get you out of all sorts of language difficulties if you um if you point and uh, uh sort of make gestures with your hands and then you know give a big bow you tend to get what you want <laughs> hmm. so there we are it's uh no, it's, it's uh, i have to say as a um anyway the ones that i experienced as a uh a group of people the japanese uh, never once made me feel even slightly bad or uncomfortable that I really didn't know what I was doing in their language. I mean, I was trying to learn individual words for well, things. I mean, and, and at least they, not to your face. No, no. But I mean, you know, sometimes you know, you know, sometimes you go somewhere and you try a couple of words or whatever, and you just get this, or oh, you're wasting my time, um, type of feeling from the person, and or oh, you're going to make me speak English again, and I really don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. The, the Japanese were incredibly friendly. So uh, thank you very much, Japan. Or Arigato gozaimasu, as I should say. Oh, wow. That that sounded almost convincing. What did you say? 
Thank you I so much. That. I'll be back. And I'm a little I, girl. I said, thank it's, it's funny. You've got to go when you, it's the way you say things is really important. Um, yeah. Yeah. Arigato Gaziemos is thank you very much. Arigato, thank you. And I think the Gaziemos adds a sort of respectfulness to it. I think could be totally wrong there. I'm bound to get corrected. But it's, you go around and you say it and people sort of like nod at you. But the moment you say it with the sort of like um, bouncy lyricalness that they do and the going up at the end in almost like a, uh, in a childlike way, it gets a far better reception and whatever. So there we are. It's not just what you say, it's the way that you say it. It sounds like a song lyric to me. Yeah, it does. So anyway, I'm, uh, I'm back now and... Um, uh, I did a little bit of work while I was away on on the Moneywell stuff. Uh, you know, I've, I've always I've been saying for a long time now that if you've got an Objective C code base, don't worry about Swift; just stick with Objective C. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I thought, well, that's that's you know easy to say. I'm doing a bit of refactoring at the moment. Uh, Moneywell has um, basically a a common framework that works between the iOS and the the Mac versions, um, and it's it's a uh, Bit old school, written as a static library, uh, and it contains a whole bunch of other third-party code, um, and that code is pointing to uh, sort of repositories that have haven't been updated in a long time, or they've moved on in such a way that many well can't use them anymore, so they're having to point to a certain commit. Um, and the reality is, you know, we're never going to take an update from these repos anymore. We need to find replacements or do whatever. So, firstly, I've been getting rid of the the submodules and just bringing the code into the the framework because I've basically got to maintain it myself. So, why had the submodule headache? I hate submodules. I've probably said it a hundred times before. I think they're 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 terrible, but I still I hate them slightly less than I hate um, Carthage or Cocoa Pods. So. Um, I live with them, so I've been bringing that in. But equally, I've been—I'm having to work on um, the core data stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm primarily doing this as part of preparation to re-implement syncing, uh, and the core data stuff was a little bit spread around in the code. So I'm thinking, well, I'm going through this stuff now. I'm refactoring. Let's let's move all of the data access stuff into its own. Uh, I think thought initially about putting it into its own framework. Um, so that yeah, when I'm dealing with the syncing stuff, which will come next once I've done this tidy up. Uh, I can just do it all in this one independent framework away from everything else. And I thought, well, if I'm starting a new framework, uh, I'll, I'll just try it in Swift because I can, you know, there's only so many classes I'm moving in. You know, the core data classes that are already in there are not that overly complicated. So having to rewrite them in Swift wouldn't be a problem if I, you know, rather than doing stuff. But I, I did that for about a day. And to be honest, the... The compromises I was making in the way I was having to write the Swift in order to work with Objective-C made it not, in my opinion, great Swift and therefore not that pleasurable to write. And so I then went back to my own advice and said, well, yeah, let's just you know, keep this in. Um, keep this in Objective-C, everything else in Objective-C. Objective-C is perfectly you know, fine language to do this stuff in. Particularly now with all the, I mean, it's not pretty. I mean, Objective-C really isn't a pretty language, but... Yeah, you know, with all the stuff like the nullability decorators and uh, lightweight generics, you can you can make an Objective C far more robust than maybe it used to be. Um, and as you know, I, I guess if you'd only ever learnt Swift, then having to use Objective C would be a nightmare. But as I've yeah, you know, I've still even though I've been using Swift since it came out in two thousand and fourteen, I still have more Objective C experience than I do Swift experience. So yeah, so it's uh, 
we are still sticking with a this moment in time in a way a hundred percent objective c code base even though all the new code is going it and i'm actually quite enjoying working with it and boy does it compile fast oh my word uh, com- compared to swift or just oh in no general? compared to swift i mean i'm i'm i it it just uh swift has got a lot better it's comp swift compilation speeds are pretty good now compared to what they were back in swift one days it was horrendous uh but still objective c just it I'm still there. I'm pressing Command B several times because I can't believe sometimes the code is compiled. It's gone that fast. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good. So I'm sure I'll be considered one of the old crusties and you know old school. And I have people telling me, "No, oh, you should be doing everything in Swift." But um, you know, it's objectives. Objective C. It's not getting that much love. I mean, I I doubt we're going to see a what's new in Objective C session at WWDC this year. But um, it's uh, you know the point is it's had what was it, 1980s initially, so it, it's had 40 years of, of development anyway, whereas Swift has only had, had a few, so it's, yeah, it's it's a pretty mature language, and, it, and it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, so I'm actually quite enjoying it, which is surprising, because the first few days I was with it, I was thinking, oh, what is this horrendous arcane stuff that I have to go back to? But uh, it doesn't take long for the whole memory to come back, and your muscle memory, and I'm still still forgetting the semicolons on the end of lines is my main issue. <laughs> That's it. I still get that all the time. But there we are. So um, doing it all in, in Objective-C and, and quite enjoying it. Who knew? I know. Well, I guess you're going to eventually have, like, you know, Objective-C is great T-shirts or something that you can go wear around and, and get into arguments in the, the, you know, the cafes of West Bollockshire. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love Swift still. And I think at some point the UI the UI is going to have to be rewritten. Um it's using the UI is using bindings and notifications in a way that only an app that's been around ten years using bindings and notifications can. That it's basically almost undebuggable in certain places. We have a couple of crashes going on at the moment that would, you know, and it's just, um, you know, just tracking what is happening when things are going on. And and this was this was all code that has been working fine, uh, and then. You compile against the n- newer version of an SDK, the the Mac SDK, and it, it all stops because it was obviously just relying on some sort of the you know the SDK doing something in some sequence or the timing or the run loop getting an opportunity to run, and now in the new version it doesn't or it does or something, and you know we have four or five crashes that have just come in through. I think it was compiling against the ten. I think the 10.10 was the last SDK it was compiled against, and we've compiled against the 10.13 and the 10.14 SDK. And it just, you know, got these crashes in certain places, and it's, uh, you know, it just shows that there were flaws in the code that it was getting away with. And, you know, bindings, I understand why people use them. They make development very fast, but the moment you get a problem, it just becomes a complete nightmare to um, to work out. Uh, and it's so... You know, the, the majority of the functionality of the app is in this common framework. Uh, so I suspect we might at some point take the current zibs that we have and just rewrite the, the window controllers and the view controllers um, to, you know, again, if we do that, we'll realistically we'll probably do them in Swift. But there we are. We'll see. We'll see. Not, not, that's not, not that... something we're going to do this week because obviously we just need to get other things done first, but long, longer term. 
Well, so speaking of Japan and apologies, do you think that uh, at Apple inside they ever have, you know, um, uh, how should I say this, kind of public apologies, internally public apologies for people who, who are responsible for either technical decisions or implementations that um, cause heartache? Because I can imagine, like, you know, you know, when they deprecate things or they just kind of realize that it was a nice idea in theory but just never worked in practice, that the, you know, the person or persons responsible for bindings get up on stage at the Steve Jobs Theater and, and, and somebody's there with a protractor measuring the, the degree of, 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 of bow and a, a correlating that with the level of, 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 of sorrow. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there are people who love them. Still, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because initially, when bindings never came across to the iOS SDK in the early days, there was quite a lot of um complaint from a lot of Mac developers that they weren't going to have bindings. Um, at first, people said, you know, well, it's because it's too slow or too hard to implement. I don't know, but you know, it's it's they've just never arrived, and whether that's an admission of them being a, a bad technology or whether it's just there are technical reasons they can't do them on iOS I don't know but um yeah they make they make the demos the WDC demos really easy of just drag this here do that here but working out what the heck is going on uh is just yeah yeah I don't know there is a uh yeah they, yeah it's it's horrendous I've never I've never developed a new app with them um I have only picked up existing code bases or worked on existing code bases with them and i have always found that they have made my job as a developer coming into a code base far harder than if things have been done in code uh, i'm not talking about getting rid of interface builder altogether i'm just talking about you know not using the bindings part of it um, yeah so we'll see we'll see it's um i understand why i mean just dragging that thing and linking it up instead of writing eight lines of code when you've got a you know a form with 200 fields on is you know it's understandable, but there we are. You pay for it later. You pay for it later. That's true. Yeah. Talking of paying for it, I had a really um, pleasant experience yesterday with, with Apple, so they can... Um, I, I need to give them a little bit of praise, I think. Um, well, in Japan, I, I dropped my phone, and uh, a portion of the screen stopped working. Uh, it didn't crack or have uh, a line on it or pixels gone. It just literally wouldn't accept touch gestures in a small um are you still there yeah i'm i'm still here because you're you're calling me again i'm declining you there we are <laughs> there we are oh we'll leave sam to edit that out although he probably won't because he's lazy <laughs> And besides, he likes leaving all these remnants of our incompetence. Yeah. So where was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, the screen had uh, broken. There'd been, um, uh, so there was no line on it, no uh, cracks in the screen, just across one band, about a, an inch wide across the screen, about two thirds down. It just wouldn't receive any touch gestures at all, um, uh, which was fine until the phone reset itself and would only start, well, it wasn't fine, it was awkward, but I could get around it until the point the phone had to reset itself for some reason. And after a reset, uh, you can't use Face ID, you have to type your password in. And, of course, one of the numbers I need for my password is in was in this band that I couldn't press. 
<laughs> so I couldn't get into my phone. Um, and of course, I couldn't use, uh, I realized I hadn't got uh, reach, is it reachability turned on where you can drag the screen down and you can only turn that on by um, getting into settings. So I couldn't get into settings because I couldn't get my password in. Um, so basically, my phone became a dead brick because of this like one inch thing. Uh, and so I booked myself a, an appointment with the Genius at the Genius Bar in my local Apple store, which is about 30 miles away. And uh, went down there yesterday and you know, I just put my and said, just it stopped accepting touches. Can't get in. The phone had totally locked by then and was in emergency mode only until you connect it to iTunes. Um, uh, and they said, well, we're just going to run it through diagnostics. And um, they said, you're going to need a new screen. Uh, that's going to take a couple of hours. Um, so they, which is good because I thought they did virtually everything they sent away these days. So the fact they did screen replacements in store, I didn't realize. So the fact that I was going to get it back the same day, because I really was assuming I was going to have to send it off and go back a week later, which is a complete pain. Um, so good on that. So I went off and had some lunch and whatever, and then came back and um, got the credit card out when I picked the phone up. And I said, no, no, that's free. And this is an 18-month-old iPhone 10. Um, you know, at the screen replacement, I thought it was about 300 bucks, And they said, no, no, we're replacing that one for free. And I, I do you know what? I wanted to say why I should be paying, <laughs> but I thought I'm not going to push this in case I made a mistake. <laughs> so I, so I grabbed it and ran. <laughs> That's good. Meanwhile, there's, there's, there's footage of you exiting the Apple store in, in West Midlands mall or wherever you were. And, uh, now you're a wanted, a wanted fugitive and you won't be able to go back. Now, funny enough, they sent me the receipt for it about an hour or two later. And it said, you know, cost £289 or whatever it was, um, amount to pay zero. And it said, thank you for having your phone fixed on AppleCare. Now, I don't have AppleCare, but um, there we are. So, Ah, so that's what it is. Whether it, okay. it's, yeah, but I don't have AppleCare, so it's, I don't buy AppleCare on phones. I mean, it's, uh, even if you have to pay the 300 you know, quid, it's, you know, the one-off expense or whatever is... Anyway, it was a weird one. I'm sure they've not made a mistake. They tend not to make mistakes when it comes to taking your money, Apple. They tend to be pretty good at it. <laughs> um, so uh, whether they know that this is a fault in screens and they just um, replace it, um, I didn't mention that I dropped it, but they didn't ask. So, hmm. um, Well, now you're admitting it and they're going to come after you. Yeah, so, so if the Apple... Apple geniuses are on my doorstep in an hour's time, knocking it down, demanding their 300 quid, yeah, you know where we are. Well, it was lovely recording with you. Well, uh, maybe we should bring this down to an end. Or we should invite our one and a half listener to go out and say, what would be the last thing you'd like to say to Scotty before he's taken off and shoved in a in an aluminium van and taken away somewhere and disposed of? Responsibly, but disposed of nonetheless. Are you taking the mick out of the British way of saying things, John, by any chance over there? I would never dream of doing that. Yeah. You, you Americans with your drawl. Yes. Well, with all due respect, y'all speak funny. <laughs> y'all do. Yes, there we are. We are. It's, um, so, um, what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, no, we said we'd finish this thing, didn't we? Uh, we, we're, we're, we did. We'll bless the listeners with a short one today. Um, okay. Well, it's late for you, isn't it? Because it's, uh, I was a little bit late, so I'm sure you're, you're about to sleep on me, aren't you? I, I've been asleep for the last 10 minutes. You just have no way of knowing. <laughs> it's all right, because our listeners have been asleep for the last 24. So <laughs> it's, it's right. Okay. Bring this in. John, John, if people want to wake you up with uh, with uh, 
shouts of praise to you and uh, declarations of your awesomeness, where should they do that? Well, they can find me on the Twitters as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And if they want to... Um, uh, insist that you you bow further and, and make greater apologies. How might they enjoin you to do such? Well, apparently the most sincere apology is 45 degrees. Mm. If you do a 45 degree bow, then you are basically admitting you are... You, <laughs> there is no lower you can go, basically, apparently. Um, so if you wish me to uh, do 45 degrees at you, uh, then contact me on Twitter as MacDevNet or micro.blog as Scotty. Or, of course... People can get hold of both of us by sending an email to feedback at ideveloper.co. Now, we haven't had a review for a long time on iTunes. So, uh, you know, if you'd like to go and review us on iTunes, then then please. Well, even if you wouldn't like to, then please just go do it anyway. Um, And five stars, please. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? Everyone, you know, this this is the thing on podcast. I say, please go give us a five-star review at... And it's like, I had to get why you've got to plant the seed that it's a five star and whatever else. But it does feel a bit, you know, maybe it's just my Britishness. It's a bit too demanding. I don't know. What do you think? Is it just. Okay. Give us a six. Give us a six, four. Yeah, go give us a four star. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do. <laughs> you can't do half stars, can you? Oh, no. All right. Go give us a five star review on iTunes. We would, we would absolutely love it. It's, it would be like our equivalent of shipping something. For the for the public. exactly it would shipping moments of public joy it would it would uh, bring us to that moment of climax as we talked about earlier. <laughs> Gross! It is Valentine's Day though. <laughs> that is true, right, uh, John? It's it's been disconcerting talking to you as ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Scotty, and uh, I will talk to you next week. And thank you very much for everyone for listening. And until next time, you take care. Thank you.